What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the best advice ever podcast with your boy, Mike Goodwin, Bowtie Comedy. So for the last few weeks, I've been starting the episode with the mind of Mike. So why stop now? Let's keep the party going. So the mind of Mike is a very wild place inside of my mental capacity. There's a few things I want to talk about immediately. The first is scammers be scamming. That's uh, a lifelong philosophy of mine. Scammers be scamming. So I get this letter. In my P.O. box, number one, I'm very skeptical. I'm a very skeptical kind of guy. So it's going to take a little bit of effort to run a prank or a scam by your boy. So the paper looks a little little flimsy, but it's well done. It has a, a logo. It looks official. Minus a signature. So oftentimes I forgot the term that they use when they um, send out mass volume of, of printed letters. But typically someone signs, it, especially if it says sincerely, comma. So this is allegedly from the Criminal Investigations Group of the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Interesting thing about this I, I well, I checked my PO box, and I guess I may have gotten this on Sunday, but maybe that Friday or Saturday I got an email from apparently the Small Business Association. It what it was some other <laughs> group, and one of the first that I do when I get these weird type of uh, correspondences. I Google the number or at least some form of the address, but definitely the number. Cause you know, here it says, if you wish to discuss this letter, please contact the U S postal inspection service. And then this is where it gets weird. Trans national mail fraud. That's a lot of words, man. That's a lot of why it needs to be the transnational mail fraud. Like if this thing would have said, Please contact our mail fraud department at, uh, this says, contact the U.S. Postal Inspection Service transnational mail fraud team at, and it looked like somebody's cell phone. So I, I Googled that. Now, the wildest part about this is why are they contacting me? Well, let's see. Dear potential, oh, dear postal cust- customer, information collected by the U.S. Postal. See, and, and at some point you think they would give you an abbreviation. They would give you that one time, the U.S. Postal Inspection Service, and then from there it'd be a U.S. P.I. in parentheses. That's official. Say, so, hey, man, we don't need to keep saying this. You don't need to keep reading this. But the U.S. P.I., that's who we are. We established that in the first sentence. They didn't do that. 
So the U.S. Postal Inspection Service indicates you may be engaged in fraudulent activity that violates state and or federal crime laws. The fraudulent activity may include the sending and or receiving of funds, currency, checks, and or. They love and or out here in these scamming streets. Money orders, gift cards, and or merchandise related to a fake lottery or other fraud scheme. So then they go on, perpetrators of the lottery fraud scheme mislead victims into believing they won a lottery or and or prize and deceive them into paying fees to receive their winnings. Victory, victor, victims are instructed to send proceeds to others via mail and parcel carriers. First, out the gate. I've never purchased a lottery ticket. That not the boast not that I'm on some moral high high ground. I, I've never paid money for a lottery ticket. So why would I participate in scams that I have no information about? If I was gonna be scamming people, it would be in an area I'm intimately acquainted with. Maybe if I was out here doing comedy scams. You could be like, well, Mike, that seems to be. I've never. I don't know. Part of it would be, you know, my faith, I think, is a component. Other part, I'm not patient, man. I don't like holding up the line. I am not a line holder upper, like intentionally. I don't use coupons, books of coupons. I don't write checks at the cash register. I don't, I don't intentionally do things to hold up the line. Now, sometimes I hold up the line because that's by virtue of going through the line. You're going to hold it up from time to time. I just recently held up the line. What was that? What was happening when I held up the line? Um. Oh, yeah, I went to the dentist yesterday. Went to the dentist, and I was asking them for the Wi-Fi password, and they told me about some guests log in now this is just random guests this well, i don't think it was anything to do with dental office they just they send people there and that is not you don't get wi-fi so i'm I'm like hey man it's not working so i'm holding up the line there was a guy there a couple that walked in they were trying to get some dental services i'm holding up the line because i need to get up on this wi-fi information that that was me holding up the line but in general Thou is not a liner holder upper. That's I don't. I don't do that. So if you're out here receiving mail from the transnational mail fraud team, it's just too many words. More information on these fraudulent schemes may be found. They give you it gave you the legit website, the US PIS, but they never made that the acronym inside of the letter red flags a lot of red flags no misspelling that i that i saw quickly most times when folks are participating they will have tremendous amounts of misspelling so this is 
this was a, a valiant effort. Scammers be out here scamming. Another thing that came to mind, I, I was, I'm in a more of a reflective state in my older age as I as I mature. Had a buddy of mine recently, and this is going to be connected to the best advice ever. I, I saw a buddy at a, an event this weekend, and we greet each other, and he basically told me, we are our parents now. And it resonated with me because I think my children are of the age in which I started being an individual. I got a 16-year-old daughter, 12-year-old son, probably most of my son. My daughter's out of here in two years, buddy, or at least to college. But my son is probably that 12, you know, seventh grade going eighth grade, you know, these next four years is kind of like his childhood. I mean, he's had a childhood, but like the moments that you reflect back quickly, the most recent moments are going to be middle school, high school. And when my, my buddy said that, I was like, yikes. He's absolutely correct. So as I get a little older, and I, and I do this too, y'all y'all hear me roast, and it's not roasting, it's, it's, it's not even tough love. It's just who I am. But y'all hear me talking about my son and his athletic pursuits, his bench riding, his, his, his superior, this boy is superior over there sitting on the bench. Y'all hear me say that, but you don't hear me talk about the steps that we're going to take to emancipate him from the bench. We're going to put in the work. Now, again, my son's 12. Maybe when he was eight, I could have started being a little bit more, but I feel pretty comfortable a little bit. I, I do feel a little like, man, I could have, I, you know, that's a, that's what you struggle with as a parent, right? We have had him involved. He's been involved in basketball, in, in sports in general. In sports, I've been, you know, that's my, my, my sport of choice is basketball. My son initially was a football. He liked when he, he was all about the football, especially like flag football, because they don't hit you. Now that he's 12, 13, they're going to hit you. And I don't think he he for the hits. I don't think he about that hit life. So basketball seems a little more appealing, a little more his speed, which is fine by me. But initially, early on, he, he if you would have talked to the little fella, he would have told you he was going to be a football player. So it would have been a little odd, not odd, but you know, to have him doing these basketball drills, spending his time focusing on basketball, and the boy telling you he want to play football. So. I let him be, but we, we put him in, in, in the teams. And again, my son, eight great, like this, he's doing a rec league this summer, but in the eight to 10 year old leagues, my son was, was probably the better player on his team. One of a couple, like he was a guy, he was a dude. Now I was young, but the uh, attributes he had, fearlessness. He took shots. He, you know, he attacked the bat like he he played with an abandon that I thought would would serve him well as he as he got as he got older. Now he's not a big kid. I knew he would have that challenge being one of the smaller guys on the court. But that just means you need to be a little bit more crafty 
and savvy with your play. But I I saw it, and and then you know he does, has done camps and, and participated with basketball. But I saw the the jump from to that when he got out of eight to ten to that eleven to thirteen, like deer in the headlights. And it looks a little bit like regression. Not and I'm not even saying that these kids are so much. It's just like he has gotten in his own head. And so we're going to work on that. But we're working on that. And I took him to the court yesterday. There's a rec center in our neighborhood. And because of summer, there's abbreviated court time. So you have to share the court with open run. But I was hoping I could get over there and at least be one court available or outside. But I got there. It was open run. It was grown men basketball. And I'm in there watching the games. I'm trying to get my son just to be in the culture, to see what the Hoopers do, how Hoopers hoop. And even though we were not going to play, I wanted him to see these guys, you know, their their physicality, their athleticism. And then we got some some free throws in afterwards. But in mind of Mike, I'm frustrated about things that are weird now. Like I'm watching these young guys play, and one guy has an earbud in his ear playing basketball. And I'm, that bothers me. (laughs) That absolutely bothers the bejesus out of me. I don't even know if I'm using the bejesus right. That just was like, hey bro, why's, huh? What are you? I was watching some clips, some college kids here in town playing and one of the guys playing with skull cap pickup ball skull cap that bothered me i'm like what you're not gonna do is be out on the court with a skull cap and it, fbi earpiece on i just but in my era like we we took it off you took off the stuff man you took off the rings and the like the ear, we didn't have the earbuds. Like the, I guess our Walkman headphones were so intrusive that we could not do. It. And so that's the other thing. Had I had earbuds when I was this guy's age, maybe I would be out on the court. So I have to tell myself and remind myself of that. Got some other things I want to want to touch, but we'll go ahead and jump to the best advice ever. This is what we've all been waiting for and it relates to what my buddy told me that we are our parents now i'm gonna tell y'all something because this is the best advice this is advice that i give that hopefully will enhance what you have happening in your own life so i'm again i will be 48 this summer a couple in a month 48 and I'm good. I, I mean, I don't foresee midlife crisis. I haven't had, I think before I turned 40, there was a level of, there was a level of anxiety around, I needed to get in shape. I need to be fit. And I did. I worked very hard to get fit around that 38, 39, 40, 41. And then I think I went on a hiatus for a number of years because I realized that that level of 30 and maybe it's just something I was just telling myself 
the metabolism, testosterone. Like I just felt like I saw results pretty quickly when I got on a program in those thirties. Like I, you, for for people that may, you know, if you're eighteen, you know, maybe when I start working with my son here in a couple of maybe maybe when he turns thirteen with some weights, I think his body will respond far more favorable because he's not done any of this. He's not had any kind of physical resistance. So the body automatically like, uh, adapts my body, which has been taken through the ranger time and time again, the results like, Hey, we coming, but we probably are going to use the 1919 mail service speed, right? We're not going to, we're not going to get there <laughs> modern day. We're not going to give you the 2023 speed. We're going to give you that early 1900s, 1911, something like that. That's type of speed. So they come, results come, but they don't come like I want them to come. As a matter of fact, I've lost 12 pounds in, in four weeks. But as I look in the mirror, it's like, um, I don't see much difference. <laughs> <laughs> the scale is accurately is telling me a number that my body is like, uh, I guess we need to get 12 more. So the best advice ever I will share today, because this, this advice is, it hits home. It's personal. It's very personal. And I found myself in a dilemma where it's hard to ask people kind of health things. So the best advice ever is to drink prune juice regularly. If you're over the age I'm going to give you 37. Drink sprung juice. Just get it before you go to bed. I don't care about taste. Get it in your system. I remember watching. I, I remember seeing prune juice in the refrigerator of old folks. And I'd be like, oh, this is terrible. Why are they drinking this? Even the pour and look at it. you like, ooh, that's, that's like boo-boo juice right there. Right? Well, that's exactly what it is. It helps you to facilitate your bathroom activities. Now, I didn't realize that if you got a little bit older, that could be a challenge. Like that, my father was talking to a nurse. She's like, one of the most, and I don't know the scientific name, one of the most prescribed medicines is stool softener. And there's a the diametrophile, whatever that, I don't know that word, but that's digestive issues is when, when folks, when they come into, they having these challenges. And so I found myself in a spot where going to the bathroom was not fun. It was very laborious. It was very, really to the point I like, if I could only do this once a day, I'm good. Like it was, it was a rock fight. Now you, you hear sometimes, <laughs> We talk about athletic competition. It was bad for a stretch. I'm talking about dread. Dread of like, oh, I got to go do this. This is not fun. This is, and I remember this was like easy peasy. Lemon breezy. No, sir. Not I and but who do you who do you run to when the bathroom experience is difficult? Who do you talk? Because the way my doctor's situation is set up, I go to him every year. 
I don't live with a physician, a nurse, a, a, a medical tech. And how you bring that? Hey, man, I'm having some hard times in the latrine. Like, it's very difficult. Feel like kidney stones. Like, I have never had kidney stones, but the way I hear people talk, but this is how I feel going every day. But if you get you some of that prune juice, you're not going to have these issues. No, sir. No, ma'am. Matter of fact, I was even taking the, the stool softener. I, was, I had, man, I got I to gotta, I pull them out of my bag. Got them in my bag. Like four a day, I was, hey, man, let's get, hey, this. Who's telling you this? I, you know, I'm doing jokes. I do jokes about working out, aging, and somebody in my comments said something about the preparation H. Now, I've heard about the preparation H for years. Even hemorrhoids. I've heard what him, I've heard that, but I, I don't know what that. Hmm? I don't know. Drink prune juice, people. Get it in your system. I drink some when I get up, and I get drink some when I go to bed. And I don't, I don't need the, the pills for the softener anymore. I, like, look, that's not that gives me what I need. Like, I'm te- I'm telling you, I was not having a. I'm talking about sweating in the bathroom. I'm talking about this shouldn't be this difficult. Like, Lord, why have Thou forsaken me? If you see me through this, Lord, I promise you, I'll follow your will. Whatever you have for my life. I... <laughs> hey, drink prune juice. Now, let, let me tell you this. I don't care what it costs because it's not cheap. Go get it and keep it. And you can't because I was drinking prune juice a, 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 some time ago, but I guess I fell into the... Oh, we back. Regular. Regular. <laughs> we we back. Down like four Cadillacs. And I guess I stopped. Why did I should not have done that? Stay on the prune juice side of the of the of the, of the fence. And I'm sorry. I, I don't there was no disclaim on you know this is not comedians love bathroom humor. I I personally I, you know, I could, I don't have many bathroom jokes. I don't, I don't think I, I don't joke about the bathroom too often. This is not a joke either. This is, this is my real life experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, get your hands on some prune juice, buddy. Ladies, men, heat them, get you, get you some stuff. It will help you. And that's the best advice ever. Today is to simply drink prune juice once a day, twice, if you're nasty. <laughs> oh, I do have some what you're not going to do's that I want to discuss on the what you're not going to do Wednesday. And I don't know what day you're listening to it. But this is the day that it drops. What you're not going to do. I saw a story in, in about uh, 
Gabrielle Union and, and, and Dwayne Wade, 50 50 paying. What I'm not going to do is talk about other people's marriages. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, I, fit, I find no interest. It, marriage is a, a, a journey and an endeavor that I wish the best for individuals. Now, what I do, what, what I would like to talk about as it relates to marriage, because I'm not going to talk about the specifics of a person's marriage. I would like to know what's the protocol if you've had somebody in your wedding party and now you're getting divorced. Do you do you need to contact the wedding party? I found out that a friend of mine was divorced. I was in the wedding. And to be in the wedding required a lot. I was in the wedding on Saturday. I had a Sunday morning show in in, in Georgia, like Valdosta area, like, like deep in. There's some areas in Georgia, man, and they're not easy to get to. And this 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 fella, he his his uh, his wedding was in Jacksonville, Florida. I had to, I left early. I had to leave the, the reception early to start the trek. I, I I'm a I can't. It's been some years. I would say it was a six hour six hour trip possibly, and it it, it made the most sense for me to leave that night because I had the service that morning. I had to do comedy maybe at eight o'clock, nine. I mean, it, it was so for me to leave Sunday morning would have been insanity. I would have left at two in the morning to to make it. So I I, I can remember. I, I mean, I visually remember leaving the reception. I, I got there for the rehearsal dinner and all that stuff the day before. And um, I had to leave. I didn't enjoy the festivity. Receptions are fun. There's partying. There's desserts. It's just a good time. And I'm, I'm driving. And I had to go take off my tuxedo. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't like, all right, dog, congratulations. Enjoy your honeymoon. I jump in the car and I ride on to sunset. No, I got to go take off my tux, put it in a bag, give it to somebody. Say, hey, man, could y'all get this back? To the people. Now I'm walking around in civilian clothes. Everybody else is in wedding attire. I'm saying my goodbyes in a t-shirt and jeans. But I found out on Instagram that this boy was divorced. And I, I don't know how I felt about that. So what you're not going to do is not let the wedding party know. That's what you're not going to do. Red, this, this is in Washington, D.C. Officers were called to a Chipotle restaurant. Doesn't matter where it was, but I'll say it. A thousand block of the 5th Street Northwest after a customer threw a cash register at an employee. Look, throwing a cash register nowadays really is not as bad as I think. It's a pretty sleek cash register. Matter of fact, it might just be iPad. That's the cash register. You just Back in my day, if you threw a cash register to somebody, they're going to the hospital. Like the fact that you could pick up a cash register, if y'all, I'm talking about the dime store cash register, the thing that made noise, that button stuck, and then a big old a trough of money would slide out. If you threw that at somebody, they are experiencing some PTSD. They will never <laughs> be able to go to a Chipotle 
again. Here's another story I found, which you're not going to do. In uh, Anchorage, Alaska, this man is accused of putting vodka in the water bottles and selling them to homeless people. He's been arrested. What you're not going to do is give homeless people vodka. Sell it to them at that. If you're going to give homeless people vodka, just give it to them. Just... If anybody needs a drink. <laughs> and the last one, or the what you're not going to do. This happened in Omaha, Nebraska. Shout out to Omaha. Hopefully that's where my uh, Gamecocks baseball team will find themselves in a few weeks. But we'll see. They still have to go through the Gators. But Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska, police said a customer threw a bottle of milk at a Burger King employee after being told the cost of the order was cheaper than expected. I'm getting old, man. If if you were told that was more expensive than you threw, the, oh. But you told it was less money? What you're not going to do is get upset because you got to pay less money. And what is going on with throwing stuff at people that work in the fast food industry? My grandma told you, don't mess with people to make your food, baby. Don't. You be nice to those people. If you're going to be, be nice to everybody, but especially folks that's making your food. Why are folks in... Chipotle and in Burger King throwing things. This is this is wild times. I do have a, a question. I, I, I meant to pose this in the mind of Mike. But do white people lose their white card? Is that is that a thing? And if so, how? What what causes? <laughs> Doing too much ethnic activity. Be like, hey man, you don't been to. Dale Taco five times this week. We give me your white card. <laughs> hey man, what you doing listening to the smooth RB station four times this give me your white card? I just know I, I was you know, we talk about black cards all the time. Talk about the card, brought out the race card, but I never heard anybody. You look up somebody at a Kendrick Lamar concert. Hey, give it, give here. Give him. I don't know if kids are marketing. He's pretty mainstream. You got to be somebody like uh, somebody super duper underground, like the dead prayers, somebody. That, hey, give me. Come here. Give me here. White card, please. White card, please. <laughs> I don't know. These are questions that I have. If you have the answers, feel free to send me an email at info at ComedianMikeGoodwin.com. Thank y'all so much for logging in and joining me and his, listening to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast. Please rank, rate the show. Please put as many stars as they give you the ability to give. I Just say, hey, man, I enjoy listening to this. I, I listen to this weekly while I wash dishes, while I clean my room, while I'm on my commute. Give your boys some shout out. I think that's how I can grow my listenership. Also, follow me on social media. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. At Facebook, I'm on Comedian Mike Goodwin. I'm over there on the TikTok, not dancing. I'm not even opposed to dancing now. Y'all might look up and see me doing the new TikTok dance. You probably won't, but I'm open. <laughs> I'm open to it. Next I got to talk about being a fan because that, that that really chaps 
that really grinds my gears. Nothing like sports fans that that man that, that grinds my gears. So thank y'all so much tuning in to another episode, and I'll see you next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate it. Peace.